Hey, it's Brian Haney, the voice of the Jayhawks. A two-hand follow jam is true for Josh Jackson. And you're listening to the Morning Blitz with my main man, Ross Volkmer, right here on 1025 You Rock. I'm a man on a mission. Thanks again to Chris Walden for joining the program. Great conversation with him talking about his Shiloh Cougar football team. Once again, beating the number one team in Ashland, uh, at least in the previous rankings, by 30-plus points. That's got to put you near the top, if not at the top, of the six-man football rankings and got to put you as almost the favorites to win state if you can get your business done. Another tough game here this Friday against Northern Valley, but I feel like the Cougars will be up to it with that senior-laden group. Uh, once again, if you missed any of that conversation, hit it up on the podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast, look for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. All right, we got about uh, eight, nine minutes left to go on our show today. It gives me enough time to kind of run through some thoughts of the NFL after week number two. And so I'm going to go with uh, just some week two NFL thoughts. First and foremost, surprising 0-2 teams is kind of my first big thought when after two weeks in the NFL season. Chargers, Bengals, and to a somewhat extent, the Vikings. I don't want to say that for sure the Chargers and the Bengals, 0-2. Chargers and Bengals, all three of those teams have great quarterbacks. But the Bengals and the Chargers have got rosters, and the, I should, the Vikings should too, honestly. All three of those rosters have got playoff potential. But they're off to 0-2 starts. For the Chargers, they've got every... I mean, the Chargers have got to be the most... And it's, I, we say it almost every year, don't we? The most underperforming team in the National Football League. They've got weapons galore on offense, including what I think is the best running back. I, I think he's the most complete running back in the league in Austin Eckler. Um, Justin Herbert, who is an unbelievable arm talent. They've got great weapons on the outside. Their defense has some good playmakers at all levels, Derwin James and Khalil Mack. They've got all these great weapons. They don't win. And right now, it's got to come right down to coaching. And Coach Daly there, Brandon Daly, it's, it's, it might be time for him to get out of there. They've got so much talent that they are wasting for the last couple of years. And to get to an 0-2 start, once again, a season is judged in its totality, not in a week or two, but in its totality. But right now, through two games, terrible look for the Chargers. Bengals, I don't really blame Coach. This is, comes down to an injury. Once can we go back to the quarterback being the most position, most important position in sports? Joe Burrow is hurt. Joe Burrow, I don't know if he's going to get back to full strength this year. If he tries to play through this injury, like I said, he may not. He, they, they probably won't be very good if he tries to play. They may have to go to the backup for some time to get him completely healed. But that calf injury is really bugging Joe Burrow. You can see it on his face with all the clips on the sideline. He's frustrated that he can't get it healed up. Something's going to have to happen. Uh, either go to the backup or he could just play through it, but I think it could be a bad year for the Bengals if Joe Burrow cannot get fully healthy. And the Vikings, you know, they're always a team that seems to play well at times and bad at others. Uh, once again, I don't know if I put them in the same category as the Chargers and Bengals, but the Vikings I find to be a team that's complete that, once again, is they never seem to be able to find a way to win the big games. Partially that goes on Kirk Cousins to an extent. Although I like Kirk. I think he's a good guy. I loved him in the quarterback documentary on Netflix. But, once again, just some surprising 0-2 teams highlighted by the Chargers Sure. The next point here is another couple of takeaways after two weeks in the NFL season. The AFC is not as strong as we thought it was or was going to be. Only two teams are unbeaten in the AFC at this point in time. That would be the Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens. Other than that, everyone else is 1-1 or 0-2, such as the Bengals, the Patriots, the Texans, no surprise, 
And in the AFC West, two unbeaten, two winless teams, the Chargers and the Broncos. And what some consider to be, at one point in time, maybe one of the best divisions in all of the NFL in the AFC West. And by the way, the Chiefs and Raiders are tied at one game, at one and one apiece. But the AFC, which, you know, because people thought the Jets would be great. People thought the Bills and the Dolphins would be really good. Uh, people thought the Bengals would be really good. Uh, the Ravens could be good. Uh, they thought the Jaguars would be good, and the, and the, and the Chiefs and the Chargers and, and maybe the Broncos, if they could put it together, they thought all those eight, nine teams would be good in the, AF, in, in the AFC. So far through two weeks, only two teams are unbeaten at this point in time, and a lot of them are 1-1 one and, one and some are 0-2. So the AFC may be not as good through the first two weeks of the season as we might have thought it could be. On the opposite side, the NFC, in these Week 2 NFL thoughts, it may be stronger than what we thought it was going to be. You know, the the AFC recently has always been like, well, geez, it's it's the stronger of the two conferences. So I don't know. The NFC is looking good right now. And how about this? In two divisions in the NFC, there are six combined unbeatens. The NFC East, you have the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Commanders. All at two and zero starts with the Giants at one and one. And then in the NFC South, which I consider to be the ugliest division in football I don't know why Falcons Saints and Buccaneers all 2-0 Carolina Panthers are 0-2 as kind of expected to be but who would have had if who would have had on your on your bingo card when you start a season that you would have had the Commanders 2-0 the Buccaneers 2-0 heck the Saints 2-0 and the Falcons 2-0 really you would have had that that's impressive plus San Francisco by the way is 2-0 at this point in time. So the National Football Conference, the NFC, looking a heck of a lot stronger than the AFC, once again, two games in, with seven unbeatens out of 16. Almost half the teams in the NFC are unbeaten. Almost half. It's very, very impressive. And then and then my final thought after two weeks in the NFL football season is, there have been a lot of big injuries, it seems. And, and maybe this happens every year and we just kind of forget about it and, and, and block it out. But think about it. Rodgers, done for the year on Monday Night Football. Chubb, done for the year on Monday Night Football last night. Joe Burrow, who knows if he's going to get healthy this year or not. It's, and then you've got J.K. Dobbins. By the way, all those guys in the AFC, which might explain the records a little bit. Running back, Dobbins, by the way, the running back for the Ravens. I mean, these are, these are key playmakers. And uh, key pieces. And them not being healthy has certainly hurt their teams and, and honestly their conference while being in the AFC at this point in time. So I find that to be very interesting. And, and once again, it's, it's part of football. There's going to be injuries. There's going to get stuff. There's stuff that happens. It's the way it is. The injuries are going to happen. It's a game of attrition. But once again, it's uh, you know it's it's kind of sad. You want to see some of these teams have great success, and when you lose a key play, key piece like Chubb is to the Browns, or Burrow to the Bengals, or you know Rogers to the Jets, it changes everything. Changes absolutely everything. That is for sure. A three-run walk-off home run, a game-winning walk-off with a walk-off. His second walk-off hit of the season. In walk-off fashion, that baby's gone. Walking it off, Royals and Rockies. Royals continue to stay hot. 
The Royals have now won five of their last six after a 6-4 win yesterday in comeback fashion over the Guardians. Drew Waters, a two-RBI double in the eighth that gave Kansas City the lead back. Rockies, they lost in a slugfest last night in San Diego, 11-9. Ty Block gave up three home runs, seven runs on nine hits in just over three innings. Nolan Jones continued to look pretty good, though. Three-hit night, including a 17th home run of the season. Both the Royals and the Rockies back in action tonight on AM790 KXX and AM730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Also, some very interesting storylines in, in, in college football yesterday. The news of the safety that hit... Uh, I can't think of his name. The Colorado defensive back, for whatever reason, I can't remember his name now. But anyway... That got and he's out for three weeks with a lacerated liver or something like that. Travis Hunter, Travis Hunter. Well, the guy who hit him, which I don't know if it was a super dirty play, it wasn't super clean either. But he's now getting death threats. That's terrible. A terrible situation there at Colorado State with that player. And then Mel Tucker going to be gone at Michigan State. They gave Mel Tucker a massive deal after an amazing season. He stunk it up the next couple of years. Michigan State realized they made a mistake, and I can guarantee it. They have found a way to get him fired for cause. I almost feel like it was a ploy. Like they they, they they planned it all out. They schemed it out. I would almost bet money that they did. It's an interesting story. You got to read more about that, uh, about Mel Tucker at Michigan State. That does it for our program today. Thank you to Chris Walden. Thanks to you for listening. We're back again tomorrow in 23 hours. Hope to see you then. It's been The Blitz.